Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of On My Grown, the podcast. I'm your host, Rodney Boyd, and today we have a very special episode, um, an impromptu episode, so my co-host Melanie will not be joining us today, but, you know, this is a, this was one of those few opportunities we just had to go ahead and take advantage of. Uh, my parents uh, are in town, and so, you know, why not ask the people that raised me, you know, and who are adults themselves, some uh, some of those burning questions we have. So, you know, without further ado, I introduce uh, Rodney Boyd and uh, Darlene Boyd. Hello. How's it going, everybody? <laughs> um, yeah, so let's let's just hop right into it. Um, you know, I don't know how you all want to do it. If mom, you want to go first or dad, you want to go first. But just give the people a little context about kind of who you are, you know, you're from career, you know, growing up and, and you know, just... A basic intro. Oh, okay. I'm Darlene Boyd. I was born in Chicago. I'm originally from the west side. I later moved to the western suburbs and later attended Northern Illinois University for my college degree. Okay. Um, and you, you worked for a number of years, correct? Yes. I worked straight out of college. I worked for Allstate Insurance, a uh, software engineer. And then Dad? Yes, I'm Rodney Boyd, a uh, senior, uh, born and raised on the south side of Chicago. Go White Sox. Um, so, yeah, I, I come from some very humble beginnings. I was born and raised on the south side of Chicago uh, in the Ida B. Wells uh, slash Wells uh, Darrell home. It was a project uh, raised uh, by a single parent. And my mom raised uh, me and my seven other siblings. And, uh, uh, but she always taught us a uh, good, hard work, work ethic. And so I went on, did, did, did fairly well in high school, went to Phillips, shout out to the, the Wildcats. And, um, from there, graduated from Phillips and, and attended Northern Illinois University where I met my wife, Darlene. And, uh, from there, uh, started, uh, had a few small jobs and ended up, uh, with the, uh, Started, had a career with the Bellwood, uh, Illinois Police Department, where I uh, simultaneously started my career in the uh, uh, Illinois National Guard as a commission officer. Uh, so I served with the Bellwood Police Department for uh, nearly 23 years, uh, working my way up through the ranks, retiring at the rank of chief of police. And I'm currently still serving in the uh, 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 National, Illinois National Guard, where I'm the uh, uh, currently a four-bird colonel, uh, and the brigade commander of uh, the 108 Sustainment Brigade. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Well, and then now I'm currently, since I've retired from the police department, I'm the, uh, I work for J.P. Morgan Chase. I'm vice president with J.P. Morgan Chase in their asset management uh, department. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, Bond, do you want to tell us about, like, your upbringing, you know, parents, siblings, all that? Oh, okay. Real briefly. Yeah, I'm the youngest of uh, four I have three older brothers. Uh, we lost one in 1971 to gun violence. And we basically uh, enjoyed our childhood and grew up in a two-parent household. Uh, some struggles, but made it through. I grew up uh, with a close family from my both sides of my parents, but uh, my mom had nine siblings. So basically... We just took life examples from our aunts and uncles along with our parents and just tried to uh, make them proud. Yeah. 
So, um, what do I want to start? Um, let's start with how you all met. <laughs> Which version do you want? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever is closest it's, to the truth. It's debatable. Where both of our stories is the truth. So, <laughs> <laughs> we'll share both perspectives. Okay, uh, we met in 1980. We actually met in 1983. Yes, we knew of each other, okay. but we didn't date at that time. Right. Uh, we met again in 1986. Yes. And my version is that he just started pursuing me, and <laughs> I had no idea where it was coming from. But uh, evidently, I enjoyed the pursuit, and it progressed <laughs> into a relationship. And that's my version of it. <laughs> All right, Dad, how about you? Well, my version, like she said, we, we actually met in 83, and uh, we were both pledging. She was pledging Zeta Phi Beta, I was pledging Alpha Alpha. And, uh, and uh, so I, always, I had it, you know, I saw, I, I remember saying, I said, man, she's kind of cute. And I had never seen her before. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I had never seen her before because she was a computer science major and she stayed in the lab, whatever. Yeah. I was uh, Criminal justice made to have all kind of time on my hands. <laughs> <laughs> and so anyway, so then we, we, we met during that time, and then we kind of felt, you know, went our separate ways, and we met again. Now, my version is I played for the intram- the, our, the frat, uh, uh, Alpha Alpha. We had an intramural basketball team. And the Zetas, her <laughs> sororals, used to come and support us at the game. And so my version is one of the, one, at one of the games, I hit, a, I hit an all-net uh, swisher I looked over to the sideline. There she was. She was winking at me. You know? <laughs> she, Not. You know. So I was like, hey, that's the green light, right? I got to get with her after the game. I'll see you later. I'll Not. see you later. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a couple of get-togethers with the, the office at the Zetas. And uh, we had a real good time, you know. But we, we didn't officially date at that time. Right, right, right. <laughs> so what led to you all dating? Um, well, I was a year ahead of, uh, of, uh, of Darlene. And, uh, so I was, I, I was pretty, I graduated and, uh, but Dar- one of Darlene Soros and good f- and friend of mine's, uh, worked, uh, with the Chicago transit authority. We both worked at the Chicago transit authority. And, uh, one day I saw her doing uh, a work day and, uh, she, uh, asked me, I had, when the last time I talked to Darlene, I said, Hey, it's been a minute. And so she said, hey, won't you, here's her phone number. Why don't you give her a call? I said, you know what? Uh, maybe I will. I'll do it. I'll give her a call the next opportunity. So uh, as soon as I had an opportunity to call her, I called her. Immediately. And <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was actually, it was immediately. Because uh, <laughs> her girlfriend, uh, 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 Sora, Jackie, got on a train. Because we were both train conductors. Jackie gets on a train. I was playing, I was playing big shot. I, I'm going to call your friend when I get a chance. And then, <laughs> And Jackie got on the train out of sight, so I knew she was gone. Then as soon as she left, we had pay phones at the time. Sure. I went right to the nearest pay phone <laughs> and, called, and called your mom up. Hey, this is me. I just saw your girlfriend. <laughs> and we've, I've been calling her ever since. <laughs> so that's both versions. Okay, okay. Um, so you all start dating. Mm-hmm. How long do you all date before you all get married? About four years. Close to four years. Four years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, how long do you, are you all dating before uh, you propose? Uh, well, you know, being a you know young man that I was, I guess it was the first proposal. <laughs> 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 we were dating about three years, and I proposed to her, gave her a ring, and we had set a date. And me being like most guys, I, I got a little cold feet. 
and I actually pulled out. And so that was that was pretty bad. And so uh pretty bad. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> bad. And so we uh we kinda went our separate ways and and well well I don't know. <laughs> he went his separate way. <laughs> But we st- we were still connected, and so long. He story, would always check in. I would check in, yeah, because I would to always, make sure I had nobody else. <laughs> just, yeah. Okay. He, okay. He was doing that, and eventually I I, I I came back around and said, hey, you know what? I'm about to miss out on this good thing. Let me let me, uh, you know, become a, a a man and and propose for real for real with the intent to to follow through. And so I had a second proposal, which she accepted. And uh, we've been good ever since. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Dad, like, what when you proposed, say the first time, uh-huh. what was it in your mind? That, you know, like, what did what was the checklist you ran through that said, you know what, this is the one. Right. You know, I want to build a future with. Let me go ahead and and, and propose. Yeah. Okay. So uh, there was several. First thing, we all as humans, we all physical by nature. And so, you know, there was the physical attraction there, very beautiful young lady. So that was, a, that was you know, that was a no-brainer. Mm. And then she was smart. You know, I mean, she's the analytical side of her. I mean, I, was, I, was, I have the gift of gab, as you probably know by now out there in <laughs> podcast land. But, uh, <laughs> but she was very analytical, very sharp, and, and very ambitious. And so, I, you know, those kind of things, I, I, those kind of qualities, I thought, wow, you know, you know what, what a great – qualities what great qualities to have in a partner because yeah. ultimately that would help me become a better partner and then uh and then the family she mentioned she had family beautiful family they all they taught me things about family that i'd never seen before how to hug how to kiss just how to be family how to enjoy each other mm. that i i didn't have that growing up I was, my, me and my siblings got along mm-hmm. but it wasn't like what i saw her and her family With i said the hey extended man family the extended family i said hey man i gotta be i gotta get part of that and so that those 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 are mm. things that really really made me come around. Yeah, you know, and that's and that's something you know I've noticed in, in my relationships in that, you know, I've been fortunate to come from a family much like mom, and that you know very close, you know, extended mm-hmm. family is important. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've I've dated a few young ladies that you know just didn't have that same experience, mm-hmm. but our family dynamic is something you know they they like they enjoyed, and that you know drew them close. So I always think that's cool how that opposites attract. It's like yeah. we're from yeah. two different worlds, mm-hmm. but what you have in your world is something I admire and I want a part of my world moving forward. Yes. Right. Yes. And that's, that's what you admire in that other person, uh, the missings that you may have. Mm-hmm. Right. And when two people get together, you can have it all. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I think that's one of the things young people need to look at is like, it's not so much as uh, what I'm bringing to the table is like, what 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 is that other person bringing that can uplift me and make me a better person, you know? And if you see, and that's that's a keeper right there. Yeah. You know, you're not looking for someone to drag you down or someone you can totally shine over. You want to you want somebody that can make ultimately make you a better person. Yeah. So, mom, what what in dad made you accept the first proposal, and then what made you forgive <laughs> <laughs> and accept the second one? <laughs> Well, I guess it was, I was just always strongly drawn to him. He had my heart from the beginning. And I think the things that I admired about him that he showed me is that he was ambitious. He was goal-driven. And I could see 
the responsibility he showed just in being with the military, his commitment. I could see that he focused on what his goal was and went after achieving it. And I felt like that was somebody that would add to what I was bringing to the table. And we would do well with each other, just uh, complimenting each other and moving forward. And I just... I just, he just always had my heart. I always, hmm. I felt like I always loved him. <laughs> and so when you love somebody, that forgiveness is kind of there and you're like, how can I make it seem normal to forgive this person when you know that's what you want to do anyway, coming from your heart. Yeah. So, um, and I guess I just had faith that this is how it was supposed to be because there was no reason for us to be apart. So I'm like, evidently he just has to wake up, grow up <laughs> and realize that, you know, <laughs> this is what he wants. And, you know, just by God's plan, I didn't meet anybody else or ever try to really move on. Mm-hmm. I was just by myself at that point. Yeah. And so he didn't miss his window of opportunity. Right. What did you do with any like family or friends? Like, you know, kind of making fun of you, like, why are you with this guy? He's broken your heart before. Uh, nobody ever really looked down on him. They just felt like, you know, he's, if you're not in the same place at the same time, then, you know, maybe you need to move on. Uh, my mom was always hard on him. Yes, so was. that was a, a day one requirement. Yeah. She did not play, you know, yeah. with her only daughter. So he uh, had to come correct now let me let me break it down while her mama was, <laughs> her mama was hard on me i was a little little black boy from the ghetto <laughs> with a baby i had a I had out of uh out of marriage out of wedlock baby yeah. when i met your mom and so your your mom who was the baby of the family mm-hmm. and the only girl was you know my mother-in-law uh precious daughter and, and you know no, you had to come correct if you're gonna marry her and i i had all, everything that didn't look I, I had a, like a little penny ante job too. I think. Yeah, uh, it wasn't. I wasn't really. I was employed, but I wasn't established. <laughs> and so now I got this guy from the ghetto, baby mama drama, and not not really uh, established, uh, coming on to her daughter. So that was a real hard nut to crack, right? So there. he may not have fit her checklist, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he didn't disappear either. So <laughs> that uh, the story I always like is is. You know, so during your courting, you know, uh, how grandma <laughs> uh-huh. would, uh, you know, would let you know what time it was. <laughs> if you could just share, you know, for the audience. It's yes. something I find funny, you know, knowing my grandmother, yeah. but I, I, maybe they'll enjoy it as well. Yes. Uh, so uh, your mom at the time, uh, your, uh, uh, your grandfather uh, uh, built a very beautiful basement at their home. It was full, fully functional basement. and and everything, and it was a beautiful place. It was, it was your mother's living area when she right. was li- moved back home after college. Almost like she had her own apartment. Oh, in the it, house. it was truly her own apartment. I, I just love going because I'll, I'll come. I'm, at the time, I'm still living at home, and I got you know uh, the, the majority of my siblings still there, and so it was a great getaway. The place come is a nice little serenity, and and we and we just we clicked, and we were always having fun down there. But her mother, who's working midnights, will always <laughs> remind me that it was time to go. And she would never get my name right. And she would come, she would call me every night. She would come down there and run me out of there. She called me a different name every night. Uh, Robert, uh, Ken, whatever your name is, it's time to go. Roger, <laughs> Roger whatever. It's time to go. 
I was like, okay. And then uh, she would go back upstairs. And then I would, uh, then I would uh, still be kind of hanging out. And she would come down. And she was like, I said it's time to go now. <laughs> <laughs> and she would literally walk me out the door. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, you know. Everybody out there, you know, I know I'm experiencing this now, and I I don't really trip on it. You know, even when we're grown, we not really grown in our parents' house. Right, right. You know. Right. So, um, so you get married in August 1990. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, August yes. 11th. Mm-hmm. What were some conversations you all had prior to the wedding about the future? What does a family look like to you? What are your goals as individuals? You know, how can you all merge them together? What, you know, what were those things that you all were, you know, kind of putting... Did we discuss? Yeah, putting yeah. forth. Well, the good thing is we did do some uh, premarital Christian counseling. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but the good thing about it is we've always had good communication. Mm-hmm. And I think by me being a logical person with mm-hmm. the computer science background... I always wanted to have a plan. I always wanted to have steps. I always wanted to know where we were headed one year, five year, ten years. Mm -hmm. And we basically just sat down and had those conversations about what things that mattered Mm -hmm. in moving forward in a married life. Um, We had had a good example through my relatives Mm -hmm. of we want to be homeowners and not renters. Right. So we were fortunate enough to purchase our first uh, property before we got married. We never had to rent. Mm-hmm. So coming out of college, saving for the wedding, paying for most of the wedding, mm-hmm. and we were able to purchase uh, some income property. It was two flats. And that was a big decision of do we jump straight into the home or do we start off with an investment? And that seemed to be a good decision, you know, even this day, we mm. still have that yes. property. So we kind of just knew what we wanted. You know, we had agreed upon how many kids. We were open to trying for a girl, but right. decided, uh, no, you know, I already had a stepdaughter, so we didn't have to have that new birth come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, I think one of the biggest things we decided was that, which uh, I've seen, you know, there's different opinions of how this is handled, is our finances. You know, we knew from day one that our finances was going to be one, one pool. True. And mm. so, I mean, so we had that conversation uh, ahead. And then, uh, and so, so that, as, so when we got married, it was, it was really not an issue. Sort of. Cause I, I remember I still had my military check going to a, a certain, a, a separate account. And you, at one point you was like, why is this account? Why is this check still going over? <laughs> still going over. You need to bring that money back over to <laughs> the main account. <laughs> so I remember, no side funds. No side funds. Yeah. So I remember no rainy day funds. Out, over yeah, here. I remember right. closing out my my account that my military check was going in and brought it over. But anyways, so uh, so one of the, we knew people had a lot of issues with money, so we didn't want to have that that issue tearing up our marriage apart. So we discussed that in depth, and we it was just hey. This is what we're going to do, and it and we and it always work. Always work, and, and I think that comes from being mature financially. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't a person who were go- was going to spend money frivolously on 
shopping or the latest purse or the latest shoes and things I had to have. We were more family driven as what do we want to accomplish with this money? He was never a big spender on having the latest toy or gadget or the most he wanted was CDs to listen to. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, there's a story behind how you would report that to me whenever he bought a CD (laughs) and you were like three years old. (laughs) And uh, it's, it's just, we never really, had an issue of the other one wasting money mm-hmm. or wanting a bigger portion of it. It didn't matter whose income was greater. It was what do we want. Right. So we always looked at that from, you know, an us perspective. Right. And I think it's coming from us having uh, agreed upon the goals. The one right. year, the five-year, ten-year goals. In order for us to hit these one-year, five-year, and ten-year goals, these are the things we have to be disciplined about. Mm-hmm. And so when two people are in on the same agreement on the goals, it's easy to, to, to do the things you need to do to achieve those goals, which was one was create one account and make sure we have, we have disciplined spending from that account in order to reach the goals right. that we have planned. Right. And we call that short-term sacrifice for yes. long-term goals. Mm-hmm. Yes. Accomplishment. Mm-hmm. So it worked. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. So, you know, August 11th, 1990 is the wedding day. <laughs> August 12th, 1990 is the first day of marriage. Mm-hmm. What's that, that first year like? What are the growing pains? What are those sweet moments that you all, you know, they're a little old. It, it's been 25, 25, it'd be 26. Yeah, <laughs> be 26 in August. So they, you know, they got to sit, sit mm, back and really year. reflect. <laughs> I, I think our first year was mostly. Um, just getting to know each other on a more personal level of, you know, we never lived together. So this was bringing two individuals together to live as one. Right. And so it never really was a conflict problem. There was one or two. Only your social life. Yeah, there's one or two uh, chances I try to slip back into the the, uh, (laughs) single guy mode. Party, party. (laughs) Yeah, and she... Quickly reminded me, no, player, <laughs> it's not going on like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there are guidelines. It, it was it was actually an exciting year and, for both of us. I, that's when I started both my careers. Mm-hmm. I started law enforcement. We got married. Nineteen ninety was a very a good, a very exciting, exciting year. But we got married. I started my mil- uh, my military commission officer commi- career because I was enlisted mm-hmm. prior to go, going to uh, officer candidate school. But that's when I started my uh, military commission officer career. And at the same time, that's when I started the police department. So it was, we were living in a town that I worked in as a police officer. So that was a whole new dynamic that was, you know, brought into the marriage. Mm -hmm. And, but it it was a very, uh, it was a very, it was a very good year. I I look at it. Yeah, it was very good. I mean, I think we kind of got into the groove of how do we support each other? Right. Mm -hmm. You know, you got two careers going. So how do I, consciously support being married to a law enforcement person and how does he consciously support being married to a technical person so right. you come home and those two conversations are totally different totally different about yeah. how is your day so <laughs> you're talking to one another and you're trying to figure out you know what level of support to give and what level of advice to give and what to hold back on so i think that's probably was our first year of you know learning what it meant and i think one thing that uh, is a benefit and that helped us a lot as when anybody's married to a law enforcement person that's out there putting their uh, life on the line every day, 
there is no leaving angry or, you know, not working it out before you separate out of each other's sight again because anything can happen. Hmm. And I think that kind of worked as a positive towards hmm. our marriage. You know, we can't stay mad. Right, <laughs> right, wow. You know, he's in the military. He could have to go any day. He goes out there every day, you know, leave home with a, a life bulletproof vest yeah. on. So it's like you can't stay mad at, with those uh risk it on hand your mom would get excited about talking about her tech projects like i would get excited about the, the an arrest i made that <laughs> evening mm-hmm. so i mean i'll I come in hey baby guess what because i was a rookie right yeah. you know <laughs> hey, baby, guess what we did today nah, nah, nah. and she and she would be listening very attentively and then she's like well guess what i did today i i had this problem and i went around i was like huh <laughs> <laughs> but we learned to give each other a little airtime yeah you know and uh which uh we you know which helped our marriage you know that yeah. first year what um what did y'all do for fun like that first year because you know you all are married living together you don't have me yet right no. so you know like what yeah what are y'all doing for fun i think we because of where we went to school mm-hmm. we were able to come back home mm-hmm. have our own personal life you know started and we were also able to keep in touch with our sorors and frat brothers mm-hmm. and close friends and that was basically our social outlet we went out with them mm-hmm. or we went to family functions yes. you know by having a very close family yeah. we look forward to the reunions <laughs> and that was about basically yeah. all we did we celebrated birthdays holidays yeah. that was all something you know great to look forward to yeah. yes. you know he you know connected with my brothers i connected with his family mm-hmm. so it was never um it was never strife there right right yes yeah do you remember which i got each other that first christmas the first christmas after being married i'm pretty sure he bought me perfume yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we decided I, we, we was going to take it easy on each other. We had bills to pay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cause, cause we, not, had, we had a mortgage. We had a mortgage. Yeah. We had the wedding we were paying for. Yeah, we recovered. We recovered. <laughs> and then we had student loans. We had shared student loans. Mm-hmm. That right. We had, we had to uh, right. pay for. But we had a budget. And, you know, I was doing spreadsheets back in the 90s. Yes, she was. And, you know, it was just, <laughs> hey, incoming versus outgoing. Yeah. Is what you have left. And, and you just got to know those numbers. A lot of mm-hmm. people go into it and they don't know exactly how much is coming in, how much you're obligated to send out, and what can we do with the rest. And you really got to start out with that plan of knowing, are we making enough, mu- enough money to do the things we're doing and to live the kind of life that we want? Mm-hmm. And you just have to basically live below your means. To right. be happy, to mm-hmm. not have that financial burden on you. Mm-hmm. And so we knew that we could afford to have our own uh, property because we had a tenant mm-hmm. that helped pay the mortgage. Mm-hmm. So that allowed us to be homeowners, but at the same time, we're not burdened with a big mortgage right. in a new marriage. Right. Hmm. Okay. So, um, so kids you know because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm born i was born april 92 right mm-hmm. uh, so you know what made you all like what what you know like what was kind of that deciding point like hey i think it's time we we, we have children 
because you all got married at age 27 27 yes yeah so you're 27 um you know what you know what were there any like milestones you all said you know i need to hit before we start trying to have kids have kids what you know what led up to i guess I me think we always <laughs> said that uh we just wanted to enjoy each other for a year right and then if it comes after that it's great we had prepped for it we mm-hmm. had prayed for it mm-hmm. And believe it or not, I was pregnant with both my kids two weeks after we decided that we wanted children each time. (laughs) So, you know, we were blessed in that manner that it wasn't a struggle. You know, a lot of people go through the struggles of infertility and everything. And, you know, we were blessed that it happened when we wanted it each time. Yeah. And and, uh, I think one of the things, like I said, we talked a lot about milestones, right? And so we said, hey. Uh, uh, we want to be empty nesters by this time, right? Really? This, that yeah. was a... This, I mean, this was the talk. We want to be empty nesters by this time. So in order for that to happen... Now, I know we want at least two kids. Right. And we said if we get a a, a, a boy and a girl, uh, salt, we call it salt and pepper, <laughs> you know, we, we'd be great. But if we get uh, two of one sex, we, we would try at least one more time, a third time. Consider to, it. We'll consider <laughs> it to, uh, to have the, the opposite sex. So, so we knew, so based on that time frame, right? We say, okay, well, we want to, we know we're going to have two. And then we know that we're going to be caring for these individuals, you know, for the first 18 plus years. Then in order, in order for us to be retired, we've talked about retirement yeah. to retire at this age and have the kids out the house, <laughs> we need to get started. <laughs> and also I think one of the things is that it, because, uh, uh, her her uh, her upbringing, the family concept. We were ready. We were we were ready to experience the whole family concept. Uh, parenting, parenting uh, deal. So that kind of expedited it too, as well. Yeah. So, um, man, I forgot. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So then, April first, nineteen ninety two. I'm born. Um, what were, you know, I get dad, you had a daughter already. So you, yes. you know, you're kind of familiar with parenthood. What, were there any nerves? Were there any, you know, joys? What was that feeling? You know, we, okay. So we didn't, uh, we didn't go and find out the sex of the, of the child. We didn't want to do that. Right. No, we didn't do that. We didn't do either that. one. Yeah. And so. So it was an exciting time, like I said. But I had he had a, a special dance made up that if it was a boy, he was going to do. <laughs> well, the, the easiest thing is, if it was a boy, we had the name picked out already, right? Right. It's going to be a junior. Right. So that was easy. So, so, we, so we started playing around with girl names, uh-huh. just in case. And what did we come up with? Brianna? Was it Brianna? I think it was Brianna. I think we came up with Brianna if it was a girl. And Mariah. And Mariah. the second if it was a girl. Right. And so... So we were excited, you know. I was, I was, you know, really, really praying that uh, it would be a uh, a male, a boy, and um, but again, we didn't find out until the actual delivery. Mm-hmm. And I was so ecstatic, you know. <laughs> I was so ecstatic, man. You couldn't. It, you were two just, weeks late too. <laughs> <laughs> it was time. It was time, and uh, it was uh, it was just it was just a, a joyful event it, when you plan. Plan parenting. I think that's one one of the most beautiful thing any couple can do. Plan it mm-hmm. because there's no there's no surprises. You're looking forward to that that new person coming into the world. 
And so that's just life is just it just becomes uh, you know takes goes to another level. It's like now everything is is focused on how do we raise this beautiful being that we that we together mm-hmm. decided prayed for. to mm-hmm. pray for it to bring into this world. Yeah. So yeah. go ahead, Ma. I mean, it was a great joy for me because you know I I had never birthed a child before, so that miracle in itself was just like wow, this is, you know, God is awesome mm-hmm. that, you know, this is how this goes. And I was able to have a, a healthy pregnancy. Mm-hmm. I had a job that, you know, cooperated with me being at home, the amount of time that I wanted to stay at home. And, you know, one of the biggest blessings of all is that my mom had agreed, you know, <laughs> when I have a baby, you know, that she would go part time and, you know, mm-hmm. help keep. Mm-hmm you and then your brother Randy so um that was a feeling that you know when you're still going to work and you're leaving your kids with someone all day that you have that person that you can truly trust and know that they love your kids and want the best that's just you know the greatest blessing in being a parent is you know we still have to work but you know your kids are okay Mm -hmm. Which I want to piggyback on that is that, again, that's one of those things that has to be talked about in detail. Because you, you, when you decide to have a child, when two people decide to have a child, one or two things is going to have to happen. You're going to, well, somebody's going to have to either, if, if, particularly if they're both working full time, one or two, three, one or three things are going to have to happen. Either one other person, either you know, scale back on their work hours, turn, go to part time, or both people identify the support, the support system. That right. can help them, or they realize that they they have to use a a, a public childcare facility, and it's all deci- it's all decided before the child gets the child is, gets there. It's, that's nothing you talk about once the child is there. <laughs> right. It and should so, go that way. It doesn't always. It go doesn't. That all, way. But I'm saying, but that's one thing. But we that's did. the best case. Because yeah. we talked to your mom before. Oh like, yeah. We get we get ready to do this because she want uh, your uh, grandma wanted a child. A, a grandbaby right away. And so we say, well, mom, if we do this, here's some of the things that we want to do. We want to be able, Dolly said, I want to be able to go back to work. In order for me to do that, I need you to help out more. Yeah. And so once we, the, the, she had that discussion with her mom, it was a no brainer at that point. And so off we go. Right. Yeah. It just, we didn't, we didn't assume she would do anything. Right. It was a conversation. It was a conversation. Of, of, you know, what's the plan while we're at work. Right. And, you know, I want to talk about another thing that you told me about that. I don't know why it blew my mind. You know, and I guess you probably, it's probably good you told me or else you wouldn't what get the it? same thing. Is you all actually paid grandma. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because you want to feel... I mean, I just felt like that was just the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we're going to pay somebody if yes. she wasn't doing it. Right. Yes. So we can pay a family member at a discounted rate mm-hmm. that allows us to be able to do more with our monthly budget mm-hmm. because we're not paying the high price of daycare. Mm-hmm. So you want to compensate that person so they can they feel the love, but they want to feel the value, too. Right, right. And it wasn't money that she necessarily needed, but it added value in, uh, to what she was doing and she knew she was appreciated. Mm-hmm. And right. one thing, appreciation goes a long way, you know, outside of us just paying her, we 
we loved on her. You yeah. know, if it was Valentine's Day or Mother's Day mm-hmm. or Christmas, whatever, you know, your dad was going to buy her roses, yeah. too, because when you appreciate somebody, you just let them know that, mm-hmm. you know, things uh, that my dad would come over. We didn't mm-hmm. know what owning a home entailed, and dad mm-hmm. didn't know, you know, how to keep it up. I grew up in the projects. But, you know, my we dad. called Mr. Booker. My dad, <laughs> Bookman, hey, Buffalo B- Buffalo, Buffalo, yeah, Bookman. So, <laughs> Had a repairman that didn't right. repair that. So, <laughs> so, you know, when my dad would come over and show him different things of, you know, this is how you do this, this yeah. is how you fix this, this is how you install that. You know, that's love and his time that he didn't have to give to us. So we wanted to make sure that, you know, he felt love and we would give back to him or just went and spent time with them. I'm going to piggyback on it because I'm always piggybacking on your mom. (laughs) But but I think people, young people have a a misunderstanding nowadays and that when parents do something, parents would do something for their child out of love, point blank. But that's not to be taken for granted. They still need to be shown Appreciation. Uh, appreciation. Yeah. And a lot and, and some people uh and we know this from talking to some of my friends, we ain't gonna name anybody. But there there's some people like there's some parents going out their way for the child and child just totally taking them for granted. Sense you, of entitlement. Sense of yeah, he's like you owe me this. No, they don't owe you a thing. They don't owe you a thing. They give you discount child care. And you at a minimum to show your appreciation monetarily. And it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much. No. But you should start with monetarily because they're feeding these babies. They're changing their diapers. Why wouldn't you want to give them something? You know? So uh, so that's, that's our thing. two cents. That's that. our two cents. We're going to leave it alone. Yeah. <laughs> and I say it's a good thing because I always assumed grandma just kept us out of loving us and, you know. And she did. And she yeah. probably would have. But we just felt better saying, mm-hmm. you know, no. You know, we give her this amount instead of giving the industry this great amount. Right. Yeah. You know, it's a win-win situation win-win. for both both sides. Absolutely. Yeah, so good thing you all told so me. So write that down. Yeah, yeah, good thing you all <laughs> told me that. Um, oh, oh, Dad, I had a question for you. Yes. You know, so, you know, like you said, you were ecstatic to have a son. You know, mm-hmm. this is your first son. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm named after you. But as you mentioned earlier, you grew up in a single-parent household with your mother. Mm-hmm. Was there any worry about teaching, you know, having a son? Or was it just kind of one of those things that's like, I have a child and I feel, you know, just, you know, raising a child is raising a child. And, you know, the things I, I know I'll, I'll tell them and the things I don't will find, you know, we'll figure yes. out. Well, I, you know, I think there was some, some nervousness, you know, obviously, cause you know, I didn't have much interaction with my dad, mm-hmm. but I had a lot of, uh, I had some role models along the way that were very good. And, uh, and, uh, so I, I tried to emulate them as, as much as possible. Also, there was, uh, uh, I had some older, when I joined the police department, there were some older, you know, officers on the police department that were, that had, at least the kids were teens. And there was one or two of them I could go to uh, uh, and, and talk about, you know, being a brand new parent and, and, what it, and how to uh, uh, address certain things. And, they, and uh, I, had a, I had a real, uh, one or two guys I can go to on a drop of a dime and just would give me the real deal you know, a, you know, uh, examples or, or suggestions on how I should handle different things. So I guess, uh, that was more with having a son because, right. I mean, he was a teenage father. Right. So, you know, that was one thing I had looked at too. When, uh, I said he was a prospective husband, <laughs> I, I saw how he cared for, you know, his, 
your sister Rakita. I mean, he made sure he spent time with her. He made sure that she had everything she needed. And those were just responsibilities I liked seeing in him. And that 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 just came out of, I think he felt the sense of, I'm going to give my kids, you know, everything I can, whether I had it or not, but not to the point of ruining you all, <laughs> 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 you know. Yeah, I, in fact, my, the whole purpose of me joining the military in the first place was because I had, had a daughter out of wedlock. Mm. I was like, yeah, you know, she was on, you know, the mother had to get public aid because I, I was in college at the time. Right. I said, well, I'm not going to let the government totally support her. Mm. And so I had to actually join the military part time while I was in college so I could contribute yeah. to her upbringing. Yeah. And so I guess it was just just part of me to say, I am going to be part of my children's life. I'm going to support all my children. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So then for three years, we're, we're chilling. It's just me, you, and, <laughs> me and you guys. Uh, two years. Yeah, two. two, two. <laughs> and, and, and then, um, you know, then we have Randy, you know, my younger yeah. brother. Well, the um, conversation came up of how much space we wanted okay. in between the children. Mm-hmm. And we were in between waiting three years, mm-hmm. having you all three years apart or four years apart. Mm-hmm. And we kind of felt like four years would be too big of a gap that we wanted you all to be more interactive and there right. around each other. Mm-hmm. But so that's when two years came up. Mm-hmm. And then I think we agreed on three years because we were like, that's too much college time together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we wanted well, a little recovery time. Right. The four years came up in the first place because we wanted them out of college. One, yeah, one, separate one, college. One and in college like, at one that's, time. That's too much. That's too yeah. much. They for wouldn't them grow up together. Up yeah, together. they wouldn't grow up together. So, yeah. So, we had talked about that, uh, <laughs> how much time to yeah. allow between the two of you. So, I mean, were you all, like, reading books about kids? Like, yeah, y'all didn't have Google then, so <laughs> or YouTube. It's just kind of just conversations you all are thinking, yes. just from personal experience. We're just bouncing personal ideas experience, off each other. Personal experience, what we had seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I had lots of aunts and uncles with kids, and you kind of see what's going on in each different family. You kind of evaluate your own upbringing of mm-hmm. okay, you know, every kid grows up to. Uh, when I have kids, I'm never going to do this. Or <laughs> when I have kids, I'm going to do this just like, you know, you yeah. take both ends of it, what mm-hmm. you're never going to do and what you want to do just like your parents. So mm-hmm. you, you kind of just see it from what you've experienced yeah. and you yeah. take it from there and you pray a lot. Yeah. You know, we, yeah. when we were together, we joined church together mm-hmm. and we always had a, a, a good Christian spiritual background. Mm-hmm. And we took it to God, basically. Right. And a lot of the stuff that just fell into place, it wasn't because we were so great mm-hmm. at planning and implementing right. a plan. It, right. it, a lot of it just came from the blessings of God. Yeah, called know. divine intervention. Yes. Yes. And I, and I, I just want to, I'm always piggybacking off of mom. <laughs> yeah. But that's one of the things we didn't emphasize on. But I, we, I, we firmly believe, it's just only our personal opinion, mm. that when two people worship together in the same ch- church, wherever that is, that I think that adds, adds to the uh, the glue of the fabric, the, uh, the glue that, that that keeps the fabric of the family together. And I don't know, you know, sometimes we have people together, people married, mm. and the spouse will go to one church, and the, uh, one spouse will go to one church, the other spouse will go to another church, and then the kids are torn in between the two. So we made it very easy, you know, because we believe that that, was, that had to be a very 
important part of our yeah. marriage. And unity is important in mm-hmm. every aspect. You know, you want to stay on one accord. Yes. So all that's that, again another odd subject that should be discussed before you get married. Are we? What, what are we going to? First, do we believe in the same religion? Mm-hmm. Do we? Do we? Do we? Then let's talk about the types of church we like to attend. That's all talked about ahead of time, right? Um. So let's fast forward a little. Once again, you know, we got now it's me and Randy. We we move. Well, we bought Bill. the building with that in mind that when we have our kid, we want to be in the school district where we want them to grow up in by the time you turn five. Mm-hmm. We knew that we wanted a different school district, so we knew that our target for staying in the building was five to six years. Right. And fortunately, that's <laughs> the plan worked out. Yeah. So we moved to a place called Aurora, Illinois. Um, and we we'll, our first house. Yeah. We researched the school district and... One thing that was important to your dad, and I'll let him talk about it, is that he wanted you all in a great school district for the opportunities. He didn't want opportunity to be a problem for his kids. Hmm. Yes. And uh, uh, so uh, growing up in in the, uh, in the era that I grew up in, the school districts did what they could do. There were only so much monies they had to spend on, per child. Long story short, one of the – one of the, I was I, – I, I, Flew through high school. I was I was I was academically uh, uh, astute, and you know making the grades and everything. But I had a real harsh awakening when I went to college. I didn't know how inept I was in terms of my peers that came from some of the more thriving high schools from the Chicago era. Uh, and it wasn't no fault of anybody at my high school. They, I mean, they, my high school did what they could do with the monies that they were given. Right. And but it was a rude awakening for me to go. I went to Phillips. Not that I love my Wildcats. And then I went to when I was a freshman. I saw people come from Lane Tech, Limbloom, High Park, and all these people. There were there were I would say a notch or two ahead of me as far as academically. And I was like, you know what? This is not going to happen to my kids. My kids are going to go to the top schools, and they're going to be given every opportunity to succeed so they don't have the same experience I experienced when I went to college as a freshman. So that was kind of driving us to, it was school district first, house second. We know we're going right. to build a house, but what was important was the location was always determined, was always going to be determined by the quality of the school district in mm-hmm. which we were going to build a house. Right. And we just looked at it as we're either going to, Stay somewhere in a house more affordable and have to pay for private education. Or we're going to go to a better school district and you basically end up paying the money in taxes. Yeah. yeah. So we opted out for the house and public education. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, what are the stresses of building your own house? You know, like having kids and then, you know, balancing the marriage and, and kids at the same time. Because, you know... We'll get to it later on, but you all decide to build another house. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think you have to look at it as this is the journey. Mm-hmm. Okay. And part of our journey is we want to build, you know, have the house that we want. So you do your research. 
You find out mm-hmm. about builders. You find out about location. You find out about what type of home and everything mm-hmm. you want. And then you have to live through the frustrations and mm-hmm. f- support mm-hmm. each other through it. Right. Yeah. I think one of the things that strengthened our marriage and showed us that, you know, we could act as a team as you're going to have ups and downs when you're building. You're going to yeah. want this, and they're going to say, you know, this can't be or this comes at a higher price. Mm-hmm. And one thing we always look back and talk about is we were never upset and frustrated mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when something would get my goat and I'm just, you know, fed up with it and mm-hmm. this isn't right and I don't care if we pull out, you know, he would calm me down. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, no, let's see if we can look at it this way mm-hmm. or, you know, what he's saying is kind of making sense. And then when he would blow his top, it was like, <laughs> it's like, no, you know, calm down. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, yeah. it's not the cabinets that mm-hmm. we said, but, you know, it's okay. Yeah, you right. know, we're still happy. We're still you know, enjoying this part of our journey. Let's not let in. I think we're just two people who knew how to be happy in the moment and counted everything as a blessing. And you don't stress out about every little thing. You don't let the small things get to you. And part of that, and part of that helping us with the stress was that uh, one thing we discussed when we was getting ready to build the first house is like, uh, I I told your mom, I said, Hey, look, I got to start working some overtime. Mm -hmm. I said, so that means I'm going to be at the house less. Because that's going to be that's going to help us build a home that we want, right? Because you were on salary at the time, right? Yes. Yeah, you on salary. But I was I, I was working uh, union job, mm-hmm. and overtime was plentiful. So I said, so I said for the next for the next year, I'm a hump. Mm-hmm. I'm a really hump. I'm gonna bring in this overtime, and then that's gonna give us some uh, uh, flexibility. Right, and you have when, to be in agreement with that. Yes, because you can't say yeah. Honey, go work the overtime. Um, let's get this house. And then when he comes home, here, take the kids. You do this. You you know, you take care of them. I've had them all of this time. You, you, you can't, you know, just not know what has to compensate the other thing. Right. You know, that's going to mean that I'm home more with the kids. And, you know, everybody's carrying their weight of some responsibility in the mm-hmm. marriage. And, you know, Randy and I were pretty great kids. Uh, so that probably really I made it I think they easy. call it active now. <laughs> <laughs> we, we had to learn it. We would be diagnosed with over. Right. Yeah, we were hyperactive. Active. <laughs> Definitely had imagination. So it's a, real quick, a real quick short story, which would prompt us. We were really leaning toward the four-year separation between the two of y'all. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then it became a point where you had the, what we call it the, uh, the, the, the single child syndrome where we, your mom and I would sit on, we'll, we'll be sitting on the couch and having a conversation and you <laughs> wanted all the, our attention. Right. You would literally get in front of the TV, block stretch, it, block yourself, just stretch, <laughs> block the TV. And we were like, Oh my God, this guy need a playmate. <laughs> Fast. Fast. We got to work on this fast. I just want the record to reflect that I'm my father's son and I love attention and I, I don't mind being in front of the camera. You sure yes. don't. Spotlight is not a problem. And so that's really what that was. That was just a manifestation of and you all, you know, just added a sibling for no reason. Mm-hmm. But, it's, you know, but no, it's... Uh, but one thing you always talking about with the building of the house is like you all were never mad at the same time. Yes. Right. And, you know, as a child, that's something I've realized since I've let, left the house is mm-hmm. that, you know, and the mistakes I would make <laughs> and, you know, the frustration I would cause is 
just fortunately, y'all just never got mad at the same time. <laughs> right. Yeah. When mom would be, you know, hurt and just so angry at me and just, you know, dad would come in about 10 minutes later like, hey, man, you messed up. You hurt your mother. That's not right. <laughs> and I would be like, dang, dad, I'm sorry. You know, and, you know, dad, you didn't get, you didn't get upset with me too often. Nah. My mom was was really uh, she was getting your grill. So yeah, I would. Which I, I was always, I was always the voice. <laughs> he of was reason. he was backup. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Back yeah, no, yeah. And, I would and, call for backup right. if needed. Yeah. Right, not and I often. needed it. I, you all were not out of line. I needed it, <laughs> so, so it was well justified. But yeah, it was not spared. Yeah, discipline. but uh, yeah, that's something you know. Just as a child, it was. Yeah. I'm sure I, I'm, I, I benefited from in that I didn't have two emotional parents both going off on me yeah. and I shut down, but. I had one, you know, yeah. rightfully show, show express their anger, you know, disappointment, what have you. But then I had that other parent that would come in and say, hey, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, now we got to pick up the pieces and move forward and, yeah. and, and make it better. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just funny hearing that maybe that's, you know, <laughs> I'm sure it's yeah. a result of whatever. But, you know, it, it was something that came, you know, about during that, the building of a house and everything. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. you grow from all experiences, and yeah, you never yeah. know when one experience is going to help a totally separate experience. Yes. So we never knew building a house would help us deal with parenting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're in that house. We're there for probably about three years. Three years. Three years. Three years. Um, I'm trying to think. Well, I mean, maybe you all could tell me. Was there anything that happened during that time? That uh, yeah, I, I, let, me, let me start off. Okay, so <laughs> we're in this house, very affordable. Mm-hmm. And then your mom, with her uh, her technical skills, says, you know what? If I had to do it again, I would get this and I would get that. And then I was like, and then we would start. We The basement was unfinished. Mm-hmm. And so then your mom wanted to uh, uh, finish the basement. Mm-hmm. But the basement was going to become this this new house that with all the the basement was going to have all the things <laughs> that she didn't get right away in the house, and it started adding up. We had guy uh, contractors come out, and it became this this huge project to go along with. Mm. I found out that a two car garage can get crowded real quick <laughs> with a couple of kids. So I said, between your mom wanting. To, wanting to have a house with everything that she wanted. I didn't have to have You it. didn't have to have it. I expressed things and you cared for my desire. I cared for your desire. That's hmm. what it was. And then I said, me along with wanting a three-car garage. That's I, what did it. <laughs> <laughs> Write and, that down for the record. <laughs> <laughs> and so that would prompt us to start looking for a larger house. Hmm. In which we... Uh, which we is, wanted to stay in the same school district. Right, though. right, right. So... School that, district first. Yeah, that say. took us to our um, current residence. Just looking around for something. And um, we just decided to do another build and get some of the things that we had hoped for in the first one. Yes. And um, just provide a nice home house to make a home. Yes. And I think that's something I always put first is not oh, we have this many bedrooms, or, oh, you know, I want this type mm-hmm. of feature. It was, 
I can work with anything, but my house is going to be a home. Mm -hmm. You know, if you remember something I used to say when you and your brother would cut up, (laughs) what do I want in my house? (laughs) Peace, love, and harmony. (laughs) I I would preach that to you all. You know, first thing is going to be peace, love, and harmony in this home. And we would look at you like, well, we about to fight right now. (laughs) Right. So that peace is going to come a little late. (laughs) Here's here's another quality of your mom. When your mom, your mom wanted to be a home, uh, obviously for, the obvious reason that you know we raising kids but she always she always that that peace love and harmony peace mm-hmm. she loved to share that home with our relatives and friends yeah. your mom loved to entertain mm-hmm. not to exact not to a elaborate entertainment but right. just having people over yeah it's like she bought the house for not just us it was right. for our relatives. It was for our family, close families. Like mm. she wanted to everybody. Build relationships. It was every. It was yeah. It was it was a place to mm. build relationships, and, and where people would come and just feel so at ease. Yeah. And and uh, so I think that that played more into, you know, going to that uh, that yeah that really warmed my heart to have a house that people would come over to and just feel comfort and feel loved and feel mm. special. You know, it's nothing to come in my house. And, you know, me to just try to make it the best experience a person could have. That's just who I am. Right. What, does that come from, like, your upbringing and, like, your family being close? Because, you know, my understanding is, like, most of your family grew up on the same street or around the block. Uh, or same two flat. <laughs> we were all in one two flat that my parents owned. Yeah. So, yeah, I grew up with close extended families. My mm-hmm. grandmother lived upstairs. My two aunts lived upstairs. Mm-hmm. I had about seven or eight kids in the building. We were four of them, maybe Mm. nine or 10 kids. So I just always loved being around people. I wasn't, you know, and then I used to dream, you know, I had dreams. I would go through and look at what they had was S and H green stamp books and catalogs. And Mm -hmm. I just always knew how I wanted my home to be Mm. far as the feeling that it gave off when somebody would come in. So, That's just come from as a child. I wanted that, and people tell me, you know, that's how it is when they come over. Yeah, and that's that's kind of that's a great point. It's like couples, you know, you have each of you each of you all have your individual visions of what you know what things should look like, and so that's one of the things we were always again in tune about. It was like, hey, this is this is the vision I have for my home. This, mm-hmm. That's your mom, and I, I this is the vision. I have for a home and and they never clash. Right. And so it was a lot of work, sometimes entertaining, but I think <laughs> I enjoy the company more than your, your mom enjoyed preparing. He, I, I do the preparing. Yeah. I get ready. He would kind of mumble along the way. Why are we doing all of this? Or why we have to add this? You know, nobody's yeah. going to see this or do this. But at the end of the night, he would go like, that was a real nice event you put together. <laughs> yeah. I'm really glad we did this, mm-hmm. you know. And we just look back and we just enjoy spending time with people. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes, we do. Still to this day. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, so you all built the second house. Were there any difficulties, any things that popped up with that one? or mm, No, pretty one, much the same routine easy. things mm-hmm. of, you know. Something that may have been promised in the design or little things. But, I mean, you got to always see yourself as this is a blessing. And, you know, how many people don't have what we're being blessed with? So how are you going to, you know, 
not be just grateful to the point where, you know, you give somebody a break. Right. And, and, and keep in mind. It's easy to compromise. Right. Keep in mind, we, we just built a house three years before. The, it was only three years. We were only three years removed from building the first house when we built the second house. So there's a lot of things that we learned from that first build right. that was still you fresh in our mind. Mm-hmm. And we took that experience into the second build, which I think made it almost seamlessly flawless. There was one or two hiccups, but right. for the most part, it went it was, a lot better. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, this is about for those out there, it's like, yeah, it's about 2000. 2000 yes. we moved in. Yeah, with 2000 we moved in. At this point, I'm eight. Randy's five. Yes. yes, you went to third grade. He went to kindergarten. Yeah, um, I'm gonna be honest. It was a culture shock for me. <laughs> the The house we lived in, you know, prior had um, it didn't have the most, but it had it had a fair amount of diversity in terms of you know, yes, yes. Uh, uh, had a, you know a larger African American population, larger Hispanic population, you know, and in, in the you know regular, I, I guess in a you know in a, in a white population as well, and you know it was I you know. I had plenty of friends of all races, you know, prior to that, I've been playing, you know, basketball in Little League. And, you know, so I got guys, like I said, of all races on my team. Mm-hmm. And then we moved to this new house and I'm the, predominantly, I'm the only black kid in third grade. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's how predominant, <laughs> you know, it was, you know, and I'll never forget, I was real salty because uh, I think at the end of the year we were having a, a competition. It was, you know, guess whose baby pit. Yeah. Guess which, guess which baby is who. I remember that. And, you he know, everybody, everybody bringing a baby picture and one of the kids goes, well, I guess we know who Rodney is. <laughs> And in my third grade mind, I was really offended. Like, well, why does everybody else get a freebie? I need a freebie. And so, you know, like for me, it was definitely an adjustment. It was a culture shock. It, you know, that later plays out and and kind of, you know, your educational experience. Yeah, my, my yeah, my life really. You know, it's like uh, how I approach things and, and everything. But you know, it was it. it yeah, I'm not. It made you a better person. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, one thing you know was real cool about our neighborhood or our street. Mm-hmm. It was about three or four other houses with kids my age and like you know like a little older or like mm-hmm. you know who had kids mm-hmm. Randy's age. So growing up, you know, we were the def- we were those kids outside every day mm-hmm. playing, and you know they teaching me all these new games, ghost mm-hmm. in the graveyard, mm-hmm. kick the can, you know, <laughs> hockey. Yeah, 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 we out there. <laughs> Street hockey. <laughs> Street hockey. Car. <laughs> get the net. Get the net. You know, it was, it was really suburban-esque. You know, kids outside playing. Our elementary school was right up the street. Like, you know, it was, it was, a, good, it was a good time. And, you know, it's just it's very different from what kids will now experience in terms of, you know, the technology they had. Yeah. yeah, going outside. You know, it was like mm-hmm. we stayed outside. Punishment yeah. for me yeah. was staying inside. I used yeah. to have my friends ring my doorbell and be like, well, ask, and maybe she'll feel bad and won't want to embarrass me. Right. My mom would say, no, he can't come out. <laughs> y'all go ahead. And, you know, so those were some of the things, you know, growing up there. Yeah, remember you all stay, we, you all just stay out so much, we get y'all walkie-talkies. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like. <laughs> we started this t- Yeah, started like. Technology. My mom, yeah, once, you know, my only black mom on the block. <laughs> 
you know so i she i guess i don't know what it was she was just i had to know where you were she was yeah she was just a step ahead because we would go wander throughout the whole mm-hmm. neighborhood you know just as kids <laughs> so our mom gave us these little walkie talkies <laughs> and it, hey hey we're at jake's house oh okay all right i'll talk to you later <laughs> hey guys it's time to come on all right all right mom we'll see you soon <laughs> You know, it and, worked. Yeah. And, oh, man. And so, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was funny. <laughs> so, what's that's third grade, fourth grade, uh, fifth grade. I'm trying to think, did anything happen? With the fence? Nah. Yeah, I mean, you started being active. Randy yeah. was active. Both mm-hmm. of you all were, you did sports. Yeah. Um, you, then you got into student government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fourth grade, fourth I started grade. doing. Then the deployment came. Yeah, so sixth grade, two thousand and four. Yes, two thousand four. Yes. Um, Dad, your first of uh, three deployments first came. Of three, yes. Well, wait, well, Mom, you got laid off. Oh yeah. Yeah, during this time. The one I forgot to tell you about. Man, <laughs> man. So for those who, yeah, so well, like I had changed job uh, from Allstate. Yeah, you know, the ride was just too long. Yeah. And I was uh, hired at. Lucent Technologies, which was a great job. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did massive hirings, and then slowly, you know, the layoffs started coming around. So I uh, made it past, like, four rounds of it. And then the fifth round, I was uh, laid off. Yeah. Which, you know, I didn't think was God's plan, but it ended up being God's plan. Yeah. And it's probably the only way I ended up coming home. Yeah. And so the way I found out, and my brother didn't found out. <laughs> I didn't know we didn't tell you. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I'm at school one day. Is fourth grade? Yeah. Yeah, fourth grade. I'm at school one day. You know, during recess, we're playing football. Mm-hmm. I forget how it went down. But I just know, like, we were going for a ball, and then me and this kid ran into each other. His head hit the bottom of my lip. Mm-hmm. And it pushed my lip up into my teeth, mm. and it cut, and I cut my, my lip, and it was bleeding, and I needed stitches. And so I go to the nurse's office. They're like, all right, we need to call your parent. Who should we call? I knew, you know, my dad's a police officer. He's, I know he's further away. Mm-hmm. So I said, call my mom. Call my mom at her work. And so they call her work <laughs> number, and it's like, well, she didn't answer. I'm like, well, <laughs> my mom don't. <laughs> Actually, you know, call it one more time. All right, they call it like, yeah, we're not getting the answer. I was like, oh. Okay, I guess call the house. I don't know. Like, just call call whatever other numbers you have on file. So they call the house. They're like, okay, she picked up. She's on her way. And I'm like, what? She's home? <laughs> and so she comes. She gets me takes me to the doctor. I'm like, what you doing home? She's like, you know, I don't work anymore. I was like, what? <laughs> Are we poor? Yeah, I was like, what? You didn't tell me? <laughs> you know, so I was just shocked. I didn't too much care. Like, I, to me, I didn't understand, like, this may impact our income or anything. Right. Yeah. Like, what were, were you all panicking? Like, what, you know. What were you uh, no, panicking? actually, we had had a conversation because the rounds kept coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the plan was, well, if you, you know, you get laid off, you can draw your unemployment. Uh, unemployment. Mm-hmm. And kind of see, you know, what you want to move on to next or, you know, think about where you're headed for the next year. So we knew that we were kind of open for me being around for the next year. Mm -hmm. And that was pretty much 
the plan until the deployment papers came. Yeah. Right. So then Dad, as I was gearing up, you know, getting ready to start job looking search. seriously. Yeah. Um, he got notified that he was going to be deployed to Afghanistan. Right. Yeah. So Dad, just kind of tell us where you were deployed, how long preparation, you know, just. Yeah, experience. so uh, it was the beginning of the war. Uh, uh, so I was deployed to uh, Kabul, Afghanistan, which is the capital city of uh, Afghanistan. And uh, at the time, we was uh, the troops we were spending a, a year. We call it boots on the ground, which means a year in country. And so, typical a typical deployment was uh, three months of train up. If you were lucky, if you hit all your training uh, goals, sometimes it would be four to six months. If you weren't getting you know, meeting the training goals. But my group, we trained for three months, deployed to Afghanistan. We were in country for a year. And then uh, uh, when we got back home, I actually was on, ended up on active duty for additional four or five months going to school, a couple of schools. Yes. So that was almost... Uh, Came home yeah. to go away again. Yeah, so that was almost... Uh, but I was understanding. Yeah, you were. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, almost a year and a half. And I think uh, at that point we learned, you know, you can have a plan, mm. you can start your plan, but it may not be the direction you end up going. And at that point, you just have to trust that it's God's plan yes. and go with the flow and support each other through it, you know. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I never came to him with, what? Why you got to leave? Or right. you leaving all of this on me? It's like, all right, you know. Put your boots on. We got to make it through this. Mm-hmm. You know, you cannot kind of always see the end in sight, and that's what you have to do. Just start your countdown. Yeah. You know, never once did I think I would be left at home, you know, with two small kids. Mm-hmm. We weren't that small. 12 you, and nine, right? That is small. Oh, I, Well, I, not babies, yeah. no. Yeah. I guess my biggest concern was what were you all, you and Randy, how were you all going to deal with it? I knew mom was a strong individual. I was like, how are the kids going to deal with it? Because we were a very close-knit family. Yeah, and all right. of a sudden, I'm plucked from the family. Yeah, right. Yeah, and we, I'm we not coming back. Take, this is after years of, you know, we take father-son trips. Oh, with, absolutely. With your frat brothers. Yeah. You had coached my Little League team yes. before this, you know. Right. So yes. it was. We it, ate dinner together every night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, so like, like you said, we were very close and you just. So I'm like, I don't know how you all, you and your brother, Randy, are going to respond to this. Mm -hmm. So uh, so that was a big concern of mine because because when I was away, I used to always tell your mom, I used to call when I would talk to your mom, I used to tell about some of our my fellow soldiers, guys I was serving with and young ladies. They were having some issues, Mm -hmm. family issues back home because the kids were making that adjustment. It was it was a very hard adjustment on some families and i just thank god that you guys stayed together mm-hmm. and your mother was strong enough to 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 rear you guys while in my absence and, and the support uh, system and, and you had to have the support system yeah. i mean we had family friends yes mm-hmm. and neighbors neighbors come through a oh, lot yeah, because they're neighbors. the closest one to you physically right. you know they're right next door mm-hmm. And I think that's when we got to know a lot of the neighbors yeah. better. Mm-hmm. They were eager to help. They were, you know, sending right, right. care packages mm-hmm. and seeing what they could do. You know, I can remember um, our neighbors had a 
mulch delivered and they mulched their yard and they didn't just, you know, come over and say, you know, can we do anything? Cause that's never, you know, that's never going to get to anything. Cause you usually say, no, I'm okay right now. Mm-hmm. But I think I ran an errand or went to the city for one day. I came back and they had mulched our whole front and backyard. And it was like, wow, you know, they right. saw an area they could help in and they did it. Right. They didn't ask. They just did Right. It. So that that makes a difference how you support your soldiers around you. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to think, first deployment. The What I do remember from that is, you know, I was, like I said, I was about 12, yeah. turning 13. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's the age, you know, I'm... Um, Starting to go a little through puberty, mm-hmm. not as you know, not hard, but I'm I'm starting it a little. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll never forget one of your your deuce uh, at your going away party. Mm-hmm. He goes, you know, "Hey, Laride, you the you the man of the house now." Mm-hmm. And you know, once again in my twelve year old mind, I was like, "I'm the man." Oh no, I'm the man. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to grow up. I can't uh-huh. be yeah. you know childish twelve yeah. anymore. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> I know you know for me, I I took that as. I got to be a little more mature. I got to be just a better kid, you know, like be a child that requires less, you know, attention and, and, you know, intervention. Yeah. (laughs) You know, on your back. So, you know, it's, I I think by this age, Randy and I, we were doing our own laundry. Yeah. I I made sure you all were, uh, able to do as much as you could for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. We were doing our own laundry. Uh, we had a dog at the time. So, you know, my big thing was, when I wake up, I got to feed the dog, gotta, you know, do, you know, take care of her, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, just try to do well in school, you know, but still you know, had fun and everything. Yeah. It was a growing up experience for your your baby brother, too, Randy. I remember we was getting ready to leave. He said, hey, can I get that cell phone, Dad? Yeah. <laughs> 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 hey, Dad, can I get right. that cell there phone? There were benefits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were getting deployed. <laughs> While my dad was deployed, my younger brother got my dad's cell phone because he, he had no international minutes like that. So... <laughs> So yeah, we sharing a phone at the time. Yeah, we man, we had the corniest voicemail, but I'll share that for another day. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's that. You get back, yes. What uh, I'm trying to think, anything happens between then? When you came back, was that the first time that was Katrina? Was it? Yeah. So I get back. Yeah, I get back. You know, I get back and. Uh, from the deployment in March, but I, again, I, March 05, March 05. But again, I, I have a couple of military schools lined up. So that pretty much keep me gone until July mm-hmm. of 05. So I come, so I really come back July of 05. I spent a month at home before I go back to work in uh, August mm-hmm. of uh, 2005. And then I think I'm at work for maybe two weeks. At most. At most. And then Katrina happens. Mm-hmm. And then my unit get deployed to New Orleans and say, hey, <laughs> we know you guys just got back. But guess what? We need you to do this other assignment in New Orleans, this hurricane relief. Mm-hmm. And so off I go again. Now, when I left, they said, hey, you're going to be gone anywhere from 30 days to six months. Right. And I was so hot mad. I was like, how does this happen? I just got back. How does this happen? How do you, we go somewhere after being in country for a year? Mm-hmm. How do we go somewhere for another 30 days or six months? And fortunately it turned out to only, only turn out to only be 30 days. Right. And so I was back after 30 days. 
And we made it through. <laughs> and we made it through it. <laughs> Again. Yeah. Um, I'm going to wrap it up there. We've been on um, for a good amount of time. Okay. We'll, do, we'll do a part two. Oh, you know, absolutely. This was, uh, this was good. You know, I'm learning some stuff I didn't know before. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I, I hope, you know. You're actually planned for, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I, you know, I hope the listeners enjoyed it. Um, you know, just any last thoughts? You know, I know we went through a lot. Um, at this point, we're up to 05. Mm-hmm. Well, so was I mean, that 15 it just, years of marriage at that point? Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. And a two houses, two building two houses, a deployment, you know. Lost job. Lost, uh, yeah, layoff. Well, came home, decided to come home. They decided. Agreed to come yeah, home. Yeah, they, they, they decided for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's something I definitely we'll want to yeah, touch yeah. on next time because that, that played a big role in my life and my brother's life. You know, we'll have Randy here next time to talk, you know. Right. Uh, to add, you know, just about kind of that dynamic shift, you know. So once dad comes back, you know, mom, you stay at home. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah. So well, overall, I mean, I've enjoyed this. I didn't know, you know, how it was going to flow. But just talking about, you know, your past life, past years, you just realize how blessed you've been. And I right, think yes. that's what I'm able to take away from it this evening. Is that uh, we're blessed, yes, and you know enjoy being a blessing to others. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of made me reflect back on how you go with the flow, and mm-hmm. everything's a blessing. Yeah, and I think if, again, like uh, you know, you you make a plan. You know, you have no idea whether you're going to achieve the goals of your plan, but you know, as you work toward those goals, and you see yourself checking off the list as you accomplish the goals and, you know, and the years are going by, you know, fast as you do these Very things. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, you know, so again, very few riffs. Now we're not going to sit up here. Every marriage couple has their difficulties mm-hmm. from time to time. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think it, it's, it's, it's what helped us in the long run was us deciding several things up front mm-hmm. and then trying to work toward those goals and then getting through the rifts because ultimately we both we both agreed on these goals. So they were, and so remaining flexible. And remaining flexible. Everything's not the end of the world, and everything right. isn't. You know, you can't overstress. I mean, yeah. so many people today don't realize how stress brings on illness. Yeah. You yeah. know, so I think we've just managed by not sweating the small stuff. Right. Yeah. And I think if I want one thing in closing, I want to say is that I think. We have to, we're all really like opposites, you know, <laughs> and, but I think what we realize is we, you know, I could use her strengths to help me with my weaknesses and exactly. vice and, and vice versa. And because of that, we, 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 we enhanced each other. Mm-hmm. We work well together. We work well together. And so again, that's, that's part of that thing when couples don't be afraid to give up the power. Yeah, lift you know, each other up. Lift it's, each not other. it's not about each other down who's in, or trying who's in to control. shine. Mm-hmm. It's like share the power, share the world. Well, it's enough going around. It's enough, it's enough to go around. Yeah. And if you share it equally, you're going to succeed that much better together. And be conscious of the example you're showing your children. Oh my goodness, yes. That's another. That's another podcast. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, on that note, you know, it's just once again in growing up. In becoming older, you know, one of the greatest things I've, I think, has come about is the relationship I've been able to develop with you all. 
to ask these questions, you know, as I mm-hmm. try to plan my life, as I try to go about my adulthood, it's like, you know, well, what were the reasons, the rhyme, what's the rhyme and the reasons behind what you all did and what I observed? I didn't know, you know, you all paid grandma. I just know she was there and she cared for us. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, it's stuff like this that to me has been the most beneficial out of anything. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, once again, I want to thank everybody for listening. You know, uh, hope this was uh, edifying and um, helpful to you all. And uh, we'll see you next time.